Right, welcome to the Rush Hour Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 81. I'm your host, Terry, and your co-host, Malcolm, here. Hey, guys. What's going on? So we are back. Uh, I know we've been away for a little bit. Uh, that, well, that was the reason why. Um, I actually did my bodybuilding competition last week. Um, for those of you who've been listening for a while, uh, you guys probably know that I was preparing for a bodybuilding competition this, this past year. So I was bulking, and then I was cutting down, and I just competed last week. So in today's episode, we're actually going to go into discussing, I guess, my experience of competing in bodybuilding and just how the overall competition went, give you guys an update on, I guess, both of us in general and uh, where we're at. And yeah, we're going to continue making episodes, uh, but this is the first episode in a while. So welcome to today's episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. And today's episode, we're discussing about the bodybuilding show that happened this past weekend for myself. Right. So, like, I wanted to, like, ask you, like, a bunch of questions, honestly. Um, okay. So, like, if we, it's been, so you started the cut, well, the bulking thing a year a year from today? I would say a year from today, but, like, it was. Like, almost a year. A year. Like, I will say, like, August 1st of last year. So, okay. like, yeah, pretty much a year. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And then how much, like, how much weight did you gain at, um, like the highest weight you gained in the, in the process, like one eighty, and then I was fat. <laughs> I was fat one eighty. I mean, that wasn't the highest I ever been. Yeah. The highest I've been was in college. I was like one eighty three. Right, and that was bad. Like I was snoring. I mean, even during this book, I was snoring. And when you become a weight, you're not comfortable with, especially within a not a short period of time, but it's only six months, and I gained like. In college, it was a lot. I mean, it, it was from like one sixty to one eighty three, right? And like, in like four months. But in I did this in six months, so I was like one sixty three to one eighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't a ton in six months, but it was still more than the average person. So uh, my body was just not adapting in right. terms of like cardiovascular wise. Like you, you mean, know, uh, I mean in college, or you mean just past one? Oh uh, no, both, both. both? Okay. Like I was snoring. Like my sleep was just wasn't the best. Um, you know, I'll go up a flight of stairs and it's like you're out of breath and you just feel like you're out of shape, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Damn, I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was that bad. I thought you I thought that one that one eighty was something you were comfortable with, you know. Com- I mean, was I comfortable? I mean I was comfortable, it was but it wasn't like to a point where I felt like I was athletic, you know, right. like like a trainer, you know, like you're supposed to feel <laughs> Feel like you could go run a mile right, right now without right. being tired. Like I couldn't do that. Yeah. But I, I was definitely strong, strong as I've ever been. Yeah. I saw um, that. I so saw that for sure. That that for sure was was a plus being heavier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, like cardiovascular wise, I was doing cardio a little bit, but it was it was nothing drastic where it was gonna help me, you know, run a marathon or right. like run the long distance. Right. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. So what was the experience like when you're so, like, the whole process as a whole? Um, it was good. To be honest, I, I didn't expect myself to to feel great during the process. But the only time I felt like I was dying was this one week where we had to break this plateau mm-hmm. of, uh, of me getting down below 160. Right. And we made a big change in the calories and macros. Mm-hmm. So, we pretty much dropped the calories by, like, 300. Okay. For, a lot, for a lot of people, that isn't a lot. But for me... During that process, I was already eating a little, so that big change, and then 
bumping up the cardio to four times a week. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 400 calories a session. Right. Um, at that point, that week, I just wanted to, it was, I was so close of just like not giving up, but like just having a binge episode where I just wanted to eat a lot of food. Yeah. And I was watching, I mean, throughout the whole process, I was watching a lot of uh, food videos just to keep my mind off of it. I mean, I don't think that was helpful, but at the same time, like I always watched it when I was eating. Right? Okay. So I was, pretty, I was pretty much pretending I was <laughs> I was eating the food that that person was eating. <laughs> like to be honest, I didn't think I had a disorder, but it was definitely not healthy in yeah. terms of like what I was doing. Right. I wasn't doing it on purpose. It was just like out of habit, like I'm, I'm kind of craving these type of foods, so mm-hmm. I can't have it. So I was just watching videos on it. Uh, so it was that point that was the hardest, and then also in the beginning, right? So that first transition from coming out of the bulk, and then actually being a little more aggressive with the tracking mm-hmm. and making sure that you're on track with your calories and your macros. Because right. uh, during the bulk, I was a little lenient. Like if I was eating out, I was like estimating some of my calories. But once the cutting process started, um, I was still eating out the first two weeks. But then like once I transitioned out of that and just ate at home, mm-hmm. um, that was very tough for me. Yeah. Um, my body just like, because I was so used to just eating more food and also eating more delicious food in terms right. of like the flavor, also the like sweets as well. So that first week was, first two or three weeks was definitely tough, uh, that yeah. transition. Yeah, but yeah. after that, your body really gets used to it. And right. then I didn't expect myself to to do to be able to adapt and my body to adapt. But, you know, everyone will adapt if you're dieting. Like, your bodies will get used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're craving sugar and you cut it out, um, like, that first two weeks going to suck. And then you adapt to it. Same thing if you're on keto. Like, for a lot of people on keto, you know, you like your carbs – that first week was what people call like, a, what is it, the sickness? Something keto like sickness. Keto sickness, yeah. The keto flu, yeah. that's what they call it. Like in terms of you just feeling like shit and then your body's going to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with that. That's that's how I felt during the process. And then once my body adapted, to be honest, I think we could have pushed a little harder. Yeah. Uh, I think my coach could have pushed me a little harder. But because this is my first competition, I definitely understand what, what he was trying to do. And I was very pleased with the outcome. Right, yeah, yeah. You say push harder, you mean like you could have done more hours of cardio or like... Uh, more cardio. I want to say more cardio. <laughs> I was doing a lot of cardio. But um, but I see other people who compete, they do cardio pretty much every single day. Okay. And I was only doing cardio like three times a week. Okay. And then we pushed up to four times a week. Yeah. But even then, it was only like, at most, it was only 400 calories a session. Okay. I've seen people do 500 calories a session, which is like a straight hour of yeah. cardio. I was only doing like 35 minutes of cardio at most right right so like i was kind of not comparing myself but i was seeing like all these other competitors and uh, seeing people who do did competitions in the past they were pretty much doing cardios for hours on end and sometimes twice a day right. but like literally six days a week mm-hmm. and uh, i was here not doing that right and so i think he could have pushed me just to do maybe a little more cardio maybe just a tad bit more but in terms of like the food I think we cut down a little more because I've seen, I've heard from other competitors who dropped down to like 150s, 140s, and they were at like 1,600 calories at their lowest. Oh, wow. And my lowest calories was 1,900, 1900 yeah, which no. <laughs> which wasn't bad at all. Like, wasn't bad at all. Like, yes, there were days where I'm hungry, but it wasn't like to a point where like, oh my God, like I'm just straight, I feel like I'm starving. Right. Um, as long as I was eating whole foods and being smart about the the food options and 
eating foods that were like high in volume and right. high in fiber, I was fine. But right. I think he could have pushed me a little more, and I would have came in and won the show. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, but I, but I understand. I mean, like it's my first show. He didn't want to push me too hard. At the same time, he didn't. He wanted to make sure I'm, I come in condition. Um, and I think also we could have done a little better in terms of the the peak week, okay. so that refeed week. So. Thursday night, Friday night, for those of you who don't know um, what a peak week is, for those of our listeners. Uh, so in bodybuilding, that peak week is where you kind of deplete your body in the first half of the week. Um, there's different ways to do it, but for most people, you're depleting your body of glycogen storage. So um, any water you have, any carbohydrate, glycogen storage in your muscle, you're depleting that first couple of days of the week. Mm-hmm. And then the last two days, you refill it back up, like kind of like a balloon, right? So you, you want to make sure you inflate the muscles so muscles look good for that specific moment on that show day. Mm-hmm. Um, he said we were going to eat 375 calories, uh, not 375 carbs for Thursday, right, which was fine. I ate that. Um, and then the Friday night, we 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 bumped up from 400 carbs to 450, mm-hmm. and I still felt so I didn't know how to how you supposed to feel like in terms of like still felt flat yeah still felt flat so I'm not supposed I don't know how you supposed to feel when it comes to um, like being full right yeah, yeah. so like at that What's point that? I was just listening to my coach I was like all right yeah 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 you said yeah. 450 I do 450 but after I ate 450 grams of carbs I still felt flat like at night like I didn't feel like I ate a lot of food. So right. I felt like I could have ate a little more carbs, felt a little more full. And also the day of the show, I think I could have ate a little more. Yeah. Cause, like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like the day of the show, like when you feel full, like, yeah. Like you, when you, you can do a set of push ups and you just feel like pumped. You know right. I mean? Right. So really I didn't, I didn't understand that, that feeling. Yeah. So even like during that pump up session, like, I did towards the end of the show, like that, that second half of the day mm-hmm. when I was doing the open class, but like in the debut class, like which was like the beginning half of the day, mm-hmm. I was doing my push up, I was doing the pump work. I was like, I didn't feel like I did in the gym. Right. Yeah, like yeah. when I did my own workout. Like, yeah. so I was like, is this how I'm supposed to feel? I didn't know the correct feeling. So I was like, all right, I mean, I'll just listen to my coach. Right? Right. He said, I didn't need to eat anymore. So I just stopped eating. But now that I know for future shows, like I know that I know how that feeling of not being bloated to a point where your stomach is sticking out, but at the same time, not feeling like depleted as in, um, as in you feeling like you didn't have any food in your stomach. Right, yeah. So you gotta find a good middle ground, and then also during the pump session, I, I, I finally realized like how it's supposed to feel when you're when you have actually good pump compared to not like not a good pump. Right. Like during that debut class, I felt like in the beginning of that pump session I, I didn't feel any pump. like i felt a little bit but i didn't feel the point where like my muscles were popping out right, yeah. on my body right yeah. but I, I did feel it towards the end of the uh the show the second half of the show because i started eating more because right. i was like yeah the the, the pre-judging is over and let me just eat more like right. fuck it like the show is pretty much over they already, was over, yeah. they pretty much decided who won so i just decided to eat a bit more mm-hmm. and then afterwards i was doing the pump the pump up backstage for like just to get back on stage for like the uh the posing routine and also like the award ceremony, I felt like I actually had a good pump. So right. I definitely think uh, made a big. Would, we could have made changes within that last couple of days and also the day of the show to to really bring my fullest mm-hmm. package. But at the same time, um, the guys who won were were uh, bigger than me and also they had more experience than me and they're a lower in body fat percentage. Right. So. I mean, would it have made a big difference to where I could have placed first? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You never know. But Did you lift on Thursday, Friday? So Friday, I did like a pump workout. That's oh. it. Thursday, I didn't lift. You didn't lift, okay. Yeah, but um, that was it. 
I mean, I, I think I could have lifted on Thursday too if I was doing it myself. Yeah. Um, just like another pump workout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't even on Friday wearing that pump workout. Like, I didn't feel like my muscles were gonna explode. Yeah. Or like you know that muscle, like that feeling of where your muscles gonna pop out your your skin. Right. Uh, I felt pumped though, but it wasn't like to a point where I, I felt so like really pumped. Yeah, it was a. So one thing I did, I don't really know what the, what kind of like food this was, but this, this kid had like these like these like muffin balls. Right. They were like filled with like cream and like yeah, they were like yeah. they were almost like uh, I can't really describe it. It was like it was candy, but it was like almost like a ball of muffin. Like right. I don't know. It was like this like creamy like material or whatever. Right. And like so I had that and some wine. That was before you step on stage. That was before pre-judging. Okay, and a little yeah. bit of wine. Yeah, yeah. And then I really, and then you really felt like I guess like my that I had so much sugar and so much carbs in like, you know, ten minutes. Right. And then then you then I started to do a little more push-ups in that backstage, and I started to feel feel the pump a little bit more. Right. Sometimes, because I went out the show, I was at people were eating backstage. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? They were eating backstage before pre-judging. So yeah. like you can like. That doesn't really make a difference, like, now. Like, they have the show, like, your body's not going to change at all, you know, unless you take a t- shit ton of water. But, but like, eating food-wise, the yeah. day of the show, you can eat whatever you want, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was, like, afraid of. Like, I didn't know. Like, my yeah. coach was there, but he was just saying, like, yeah, see if you feel like you're not full. Like, I didn't really understand what that meant. <laughs> like, I had a ton of fruit snacks. What I should have done was just, like, eight bags of fruit snacks because right, yeah. that was straight sugar. But I just had my breakfast. I had the... The rice that so he gave me 100 grams of carbs, mm-hmm. uh, 24 grams of fat, 45 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. And but the show lasted up until like I didn't go on it for debut until like maybe 11 o'clock, okay, okay, right? And I woke up at 6 30, okay. so I finished that second meal at 9 30. Mm-hmm. So I think I could have had more food. I mean, I, I did have rice cake, I did have some beef jerky and put some peanut butter on there. Um, I had some uh, pump. Pre workout, yeah. So to help with that, right? Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I didn't. I wasn't feeling it as much as I should. Yeah, yeah. But I think I should have just like yeah. literally, you know, bagged in uh, in my mouth like a couple bags of uh, fruit snacks. Right. There's there's like a limit to where you can go when when you do that. So yeah. like so like a uh, a packaged cookie is like too far in. Right, right, right. But like homemade cookies are fine. Right. You know right. I mean, like you don't want something that's like really like right. fake or whatever. You know. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are eating Reese's, Reese's. pieces. Reese's, yeah, Reese's, are, Reese's. Reese's candies are, are okay because we only get a few. We only have two of them in the pack. Right. You know I mean? And it gives you everything you need: fat, carbs, and a little bit of protein. Right. Yeah. That, so that's what they were having. Yeah. Um, this kid, one kid who won the yeah. show, I was at. He was eating like he had like a regular meal. He had chicken, broccoli, and rice. Yeah. And he had like some. Uh, he might have had like a some like apple pie with some uh, cream on top of it. Yeah. So it was like you know regular you know meal with like dessert whatever and it like during during they were backstage working out and eating at the same time, you know. So but, like, so it's so it your body's not gonna change at all. Um, the day the day of the show unless you like I say unless you drink a shit ton of water. Other right. than that, other than that, you can eat whatever you want, whatever. And like people, like you see, like body will see pizza. Sometimes right. eat like burgers or whatever. I had a right. burger. I had a burger that day with no lettuce, like after pre-judging. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, like you can you, you that day of whatever you you can once you start to work out and start to eat during that process, your body will you just you just feel that pump come. Out yeah. Of the see, so now I know. Like, <laughs> so for next time, I I know I could just like kind of just eat a bit more. Eat a bit more, yeah. Because the way my I get for me personally, the way my body processes carbs is really fast, like. Yeah. When I had the 450 gram carb that Friday night, like 
I had a lot in one sitting too. I had like 150 grams in one sitting. Oh, wow. Literally within like five minutes. I was eating like rice cake right after rice cakes and fruits. And I still felt like I didn't eat anything. <laughs> to be honest, we could have went up to like 800 grams of carbs, I think, and I still would have been yeah. fine. And I actually would have felt a lot better. Because like once the morning of, when I woke up, like, you're supposed to feel full the morning yeah. of because you, you had a lot of carbs the night before. I woke up like, Starving. I felt like I was, I wasn't starving, but I felt like, I was conditioned for sure. Like I felt dice. I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, it doesn't look pretty good. But I wasn't. I didn't feel the the feeling of like being like uh, yeah. muscular, yeah. full. Yeah, you, you know, got like it. It's like having all all of them together, like vascular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like lean. Yeah, yeah. Feeling full. It's hard to get all that time at right, the same right, time. Right. It's really hard to. Yeah, I mean, I think the when I did feel that was probably like, I don't even know, maybe in the towards the beginning of the week. Like when I had like a couple meals right. in like during the during the nighttime, yeah, because that's when I actually feel focused. You have all that food, in. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, now I know. <laughs> I'll make those changes, or I guess I'll suggest it if I do work with him again. Right. But that's what he said himself. He said like, yeah, we could have been a little more aggressive with the uh, the loading mm-hmm. with the carbs the night before, uh, but he just didn't want me to spill over. Right. So right. if you understand what that means, like that just mean. like. You don't want the cuts to go away in right. your legs and everything. He just wanted me to come in condition, which I wanted to. Like that's one thing I wanted. I didn't want to step on stage and not be conditioned. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you feel like you looked better the day after, or better like the day looked, after? Or you just felt like you looked best the, the uh, that week before. So people say you're supposed to look better the day after. Yeah. When I well, the day after, I felt more full the day after. Yeah, like, yeah. not. <laughs> I think the feeling I was felt the day after was the feeling I was supposed to feel the Saturday the morning. Saturday, Saturday but morning. I would, yeah. Now I really understand like how I should be feeling right. throughout. Um. Cause I thought you're supposed to not feel like full, and you're supposed to just feel like, yeah. you know, like ho- a little bit of hunger, but it's okay. Yeah. But because you're on stage, you know, it's the day of the competition. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that you actually have to feel like satisfied, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but after the yeah, the day after, I felt full because I had like burger at night, I had fries, I had chips, I had a dessert. Right. And then the day after, when I woke up, like I wasn't as lean, but I think it's because of all the fat I all had. Fat but fat. if it was just like straight carbs, I think I would have felt. Like still lean and full. Right. Yeah. yeah, I got you. That's crazy. Yeah. So I think yeah, it just really crazy comes down to like tiny, uh, tiny changes, yeah, tiny. especially that last week, because it really can make or break uh, how you perform on stage. True. Yeah. How do you feel? You how do you feel you did on stage with your posing and everything? Ah, uh, you know they had us on there for fucking twenty six minutes. No. Like the the debut class. Like, yeah. These are first timers. Okay. on stage. Yeah. They had us there longer than the pros on stage. Oh, like 26 minutes straight. Were and you you're like, oh. yeah, I was like, I was breathing hard. I was, I was sweating so much. Like you probably could see in the stage photos when they, when I get it. But right. I was, me and some other people are on stage. Mm-hmm. We were like drenched. Like the tan was coming off. <laughs> it was like streaks of sweat coming down. Like I think that was also disadvantaged. Yeah. That guy who got first place, right, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was not sweating at all. He sweating at all, yeah. was not, His tan was stayed on fine. <laughs> but at the same time, I think he used a different tan. Like, Probably so. Like, like um, the one, the pro tan yeah. that he just used the rub on. Rub on, yeah, yeah, um, tan, yeah. But uh, we, I got the spray tan from the... From the, from the place. From okay. the place, right. So that might have made a difference. Like, when you sweat, uh, the pro tan was probably better because mm-hmm. it wasn't as watery as the uh, spray tan. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think that would have made it a little bit of a difference too. Right. Because um, I didn't expect to even get second place in debut. Because you know what happened? 
they put me in the middle next to that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so pretty much for those of you who don't understand bodybuilding shows, if you're in the middle, you're good. You're in a good plus spot, right? It means you're gonna do their first place or second place or third place. Right. So he had they had me in the middle, and all of a sudden they moved me all the way to the, to the side. I think because I was sweating so much, yeah. they wanted to move me away from the competitor because they kind of saw my definition and everything that and they did comparison. So they moved yeah. me all the way to the side. Yeah, they do that just so that way they can like you know you want to be able to get a clear eye view on like if they're making the right decision. Right, so right. they put you near the guy who's doing well. Yeah, yeah. Who they gonna put at first or second? Then they put you all the way to the end. They're gonna yeah. compare him to somebody who they might think might be a little right. better than you, and they're like, okay, we will put him back. Here. Right. Yeah, and then in the debut class and in the open class, I was pretty much in the center the entire time. But then, like this guy next to me who won, he was in the center the entire time. But then once they moved him all the way to the like the the right side, mm-hmm. I knew I, I got second place, and I that guy got first because usually that's how they decide. Yeah. Um, once they compare the best people in the middle they'll move the first place away from everyone else and they'll compare the second place to like the fourth place and make sure they had it that decision and okay. they made the right decision I got you. Yeah, yeah 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 that's usually how it goes yeah that's pretty crazy yeah but uh the competition was stacked to be honest like i've been to other body moon shows uh and people literally don't come prepared yeah like you could tell clearly tell who won who lost mm-hmm. like just by once they walk out on stage but this this competition was good everyone was pretty much prepared um it could have went either way to be honest mm-hmm. um, but i gotta wait i'll see the stage photos you know yeah. I, I might have won in some some poses but lost in others yeah yeah do you uh what do you what is your uh plans now plans uh i don't know when i'll compete again right now i really just want to kind of cruise and take it easy <laughs> and eat yeah seriously eat i mean i'm a Everyone knows, like, uh, who people who follow me. I'm a big food person. I'm a big foodie. Mm-hmm. Like, this past week, I went out to a couple places to eat already. Um, well, birthday-wise, and also my girlfriend and I, we love to just try new foods and experience that together. So, for me, it's, like, finding that right balance mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to fitness, uh, food, and, you know, life in general. Right. And just having the option to eat out, you know, work out, and at the same time feel healthy and Feel like you know you could lift some weights right. without being tired also like run a mile without being tired is kind of my ideal mm-hmm. fitness lifestyle mm-hmm. uh, so really bodybuilding is something i'll probably do every now and then mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't say i'm a bodybuilder yeah. like a lot of people say they're, they're oh i'm a body i'm a hardcore bodybuilder like you know i'm i like bodybuilding don't get me wrong but i'm always a coach first before yeah. body b- before being a bodybuilder yeah um you know i like the style of training but it doesn't mean that I'm a bodybuilder in general compared to other people who compete back-to-back shows. Right. The only time I'll do a back-to-back shows is let's say to be honest, I'll do a. I would have done another show if I would have won that if that won show. Because okay, yeah. then it would have, you know, it would have gave me the, uh, you know, the, the confidence mm-hmm. and also the idea that like, hey, I won that show, so I might be able to be competitive with some other people in another show. Right. Yeah. But you know, since I didn't win that show. You know, I thought it would be better if I just go right back into the building process mm-hmm. and just, you know, build. Because, like, a lot of people, they do shows back-to-back, back-to-back, like, for for literally the whole year. Yeah. Like, the they'll year. prep they'll prep the whole year. Like, let's say you start your cut in January. You don't do your shows until, like, maybe uh, June, July. Mm-hmm. And then they'll compete until the end of the year. Right, okay. And then they'll have, like, die breaks in between, but they'll pretty much compete at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, you already lost out, like, a year full of training where you could kind of grow as uh you know either your muscles your strength or whatever you want to accomplish you could grow but a lot of people they 
they just want to compete every year in and year out, year in and year out. Like mm-hmm. they'll book for three months or four months or at most six months and then compete again. Like, right. you know, at that point, you're not really going to build a lot of muscle in six months yeah. unless you're a, a complete newbie and, and you and you uh, just started lifting, mm-hmm. right? So right, for, yeah. for a lot of people, I think they should just, like myself, what I'm doing right now, I think it's probably the best because I'm still 24. So it's like, yeah. You have the potential to grow more. Like, why don't you take advantage of that right. instead of just trying to chase for a pro car? Right. Yeah, you know, because yeah. uh, my goal isn't to be like, you know, freaking number one in the world in bodybuilding, right. right? Like, if I get a pro car, that would be nice to have on my resume right. and like to have, um, you know, as on my profile for people who are interested in working with me. But it's not like I'm trying to be a uh, number one in the world yeah. and be the best at the sport because, you know, for that, it, comes down to gen- genetics yeah. as well right so right, yeah. yeah i thought it was something that you would have kept doing you know like oh like right after the show do another show yeah because that's what people do you know it's like it makes it just makes sense because you, you're in the process already the process so already, yeah, yeah. And you already kind of look good and like you know you kind of like know right. what how your body responds to everything food right or whatever gets into you. yeah i mean i think i could have done another show because this time around i would have known what to do like mm-hmm. i like we were mentioning before like i know how the, my body feels mm-hmm. now i know what i need to make in terms of coming in stronger but it's like to what extent am i trying to like to what extent am i willing to push myself to to accomplish just the goal of Mm -hmm. of winning a plastic trophy like the end of the day you're you're winning a plastic trophy you you know um i don't really see it as you know as my way of life you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) like i was explaining before you know for me sustainable it's just being able to help people more than than just winning a bodybuilding show, right, like so, right. uh, and I really want to focus on, uh, you know, my my business as well, and also creating content on here, whether it be on the podcast, YouTube, uh, Instagram. Um, I think that's my goal right now. Like after going through that prep process, that really lit my fire to just do more for everything else in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't really just about bodybuilding and being the best bodybuilder on stage and trying to win my pro car. It's more about you know, using that as a way to get myself focused mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, channel that energy or, you know, use that as a catalyst to for everything else that I'm doing right now and things I want to kind of accomplish within the next year. So I'd rather accomplish that than just be a, you know, accomplish the title of being a pro bodybuilder. Right. You know, that's more important than me because, you know, to me, my career is more important than just, being a pro bodybuilder but for some people you know that's their career and they want to be a pro bodybuilder which is yeah. fine but uh like i said i'm a coach first and i'm i like bodybuilding i want to call myself bodybuilder you know yeah yeah I hear so. yeah yeah i thought yeah i thought that you i thought you were in my head yeah because i know you said that you were it was something you enjoyed i guess comparing to like powerlifting whatever, yeah yeah, yeah. You enjoyed more. yeah i mean so like, I, I like both but uh, I, I probably enjoy bodybuilding a bit more right, in yeah. terms of like training and also the whole aspect of it. Um, ever since I started lifting, it was because of bodybuilding. So, mm-hmm. right, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I remember you told me when you were in school, you were yeah, like they had like a mini bodybuilding show there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I was definitely inspired into that got me started, you know, doing bodybuilding. But, like I said, it's, it's not it's not something that I want to make a I don't know if you want to say career out of some yeah. people do make a career out of it and yeah. then start coaching people who want to be bodybuilders and coach com- competitors. Mm-hmm. Like if I do get attraction for that, 
because I do shows, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And um, if people want to come to me to work with me to prepare for a show, mm-hmm. that's great as well. I could help them with that. But I just don't see that as my market place to to get clientele. Right, right. Uh, I don't see those people as being my client. I see people, general you know, general, not yeah, general public, but people who are, you know, looking to, you know, lose fat, build muscle, get strong and really live that uh, balanced lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's, I think that's what I try to promote all the time. Um, it's, it's a sustainable lifestyle, something you could do for a long time right. and something you can enjoy without, without suffering. Cause when you're doing bodybuilding, to be honest, you're, you're suffering, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're pretty much, sacrificing a lot and you know which is okay if you want to obtain that that goal of becoming a pro bodybuilder uh, but it's it's not something you could do for forever, for, forever. Yeah. and it's not for everyone so right. you know that's how i see it like if i wanted to just be in that space mm-hmm. and be a bodybuilder and then get clients that who are willing to just want to compete and be a physique coach mm-hmm. you know i can but i just don't see myself being that type of uh, coach, right? Yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's um, it's interesting because you know a lot of people were I was talking to at work here, like, oh, you know, Taylor, so they lost some money, you know, and it's like, yeah, it inspires other people, you know. Well, of course, because yeah. like, <laughs> you know, them seeing that, and then then uh, people randomly kind of go like, um, you know, I think I'm gonna start uh, tracking what I'm eating eating now. Right. Like, so to be honest, a lot of people. They don't realize the amount of work it takes to get to that, you know, shredded look or that stage look. You know, they just see a before and after picture and they think that they could accomplish that within 30 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could definitely make a good amount of progress in 30 days. Just that to think that a year's progress could be done within 30 days is definitely, you know, not idealistic for a lot of people. Yeah. And they have to keep that in mind when they're looking at these photos or like, even when I put up pictures of myself, I got to make sure I, you know, write down a caption that it was a lot of work that went into this. It mm-hmm. wasn't just a 30 days quick fix and you could look the way like I did um, for stage. Right. Well, with yours, you did like week one, then week eight. Yeah, week yeah. Eight. I did a full 26, 26. 27 26. weeks yeah. uh, just to show that like, you know, it, it wasn't done overnight. Right. Like, uh, like my body... Literally didn't change the first couple of weeks I was doing the that update, and then over time you can see like you know the lines are coming in and then slowly um, the abs are coming in and also like you know I I got my face got thin right. thinner as well so as you can see it, it did take a while it didn't just take you know a short period of time but I I guess a lot of people when they look at that they just think automatically think that like you know it can be done in thirty days in thirty days or a short period of time. Yeah, I see those pictures all the time. I right. always, I always wonder, like, um, are those fake or are those like real? Or those... oh, like, I mean, yeah, you could, you could definitely make a a change, a change in thirty days, and you could, you could get someone from not having abs and and having abs in thirty days, and we do a really aggressive mm-hmm. dieting approach, but it's not ideal for a lot of people. Right, not ideal. Yeah, I I know I noticed that like that people will post all the time and then ask. Other people are like, how do you, do, I want to be able to do this in 30 days. And it's like, I mean, you could, but do you really want to? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, that there is a, is a, a more extreme level of what you did. You know? Right, exactly. Like, mine was 27 weeks, which is, you know, which is ideal. That's what you want to do right, if you yeah. want to get ready 
for the beach or something like that. <laughs> you know, not 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 uh not four weeks. You know? Right, it's not like summer's around the corner, so uh, it's two weeks away. I'm going on my vacation, so I need to get abs in two weeks. Yeah, no, it's not right? how it works. So next time you guys decide or people who are listening, if you want to, you know, get ready for the summer, or you want to get ready for spring break, just make sure you give yourself ahead of time. Give yourself a good three months, I would say at least, to really prepare yourself and and build those those habits. Cause it's just first first things first. People don't understand that uh, I already had habits and discipline of like tracking macros, right. you know, training consistently. So I could just jump right into it mm-hmm. and be consistent with it. And I could see changes in progress mm-hmm. within that time period. So for some people, twenty six weeks might not be enough. You know, they might need three years because they never worked out before. They hate working out, you know, so they have to build that into their lifestyle, build that into their habit. Right. And also they never tracked before. So those those first first year, um, you know, second year, you might be struggling. You might not understand what it is like to you know, track one cup of rice or right. what's it like to track uh, one serving of, of chicken breast. Right. right. So a lot of this is comes with time, experience and learning this Um you know, do trial and error, which I did. Like when I first started cutting myself, you know, a couple of years back, I did a poor job. I lost all my strength. Uh, I looked like I didn't lift. And uh, I think I probably lost more muscle than fat because I got to like 150, but I didn't look like the way I did mm. this previous time, uh, right. this time around. So, you know, and that was a couple of years ago. So from there on out, and then me going through trial and error and learning all that stuff, now I could do it probably within a couple of weeks if I want to get ready and prepare for like a uh, specific event right. for my body to prepare for a specific event. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it definitely, definitely developed callus. It definitely hardens you for sure. Yeah. The whole process, you know, which is what, which I think some people should go through. Uh, maybe not on the same level you did, but I think it's something that, that kind of, you should endure something like that or close to it at least, at least once in your life, you know? Yeah. Cause uh, once you go through that, then you could, then you could do that intuitive approach right. where you could just kind of look at something or go through your day and understand that if you had too much of, you know, ice cream or too much fat of this or too much carbs or um, you ate out too much, then you need Then you know you need to make adjustment because that's what I'm doing right now. Like I'm intuitively eating. I'm not tracking my calories and I'm not gaining 15 pounds like some other competitors would, you know, because I built that discipline. I built that consistency over the years and understand my body and understand nutrition that you shouldn't be eating like crap all the time like even this week i'm eating a couple times out but that's only for one meal Mm -hmm. and the food i'm eating it's not like i'm eating ice cream donuts and stuff like that and i'm still eating whole foods i'm going to you know malcolm and i are going to a barbecue restaurant this weekend weekend. it's like and it's still considered whole food if you look at it right Right. now i probably what i have to probably consider when we're eating out that day is like hey i'm eating a lot of fat Mm because this is barbecue and it's gonna be a lot of cheese and stuff like that with sauces so at night i'll probably have a light light dinner i'll have a salad with more protein right you know instead so that's the thing you'll you'll learn through trial and error and through that you know through what malcolm said that callus process where you build those calluses Mm -hmm. Um, because then you understand like, Hey, am I eating too much of this? I'll cut back on this mm-hmm. throughout the day. And, and then that's how, you know, 
um, you know, how to properly track your calories without actually putting stuff on a scale right. and eating intuitively. Right. You don't learn to eat intuitively out of nowhere and just say like, oh, I'm just going to try this intuitive approach. Because a lot of people, they, they preach that. They say like, you know, oh, I'm just going to go intuitive eating because that's the best way. You don't track your foods. Um, you don't, all you eat is whole foods. But for a lot of people, they still can't get results eating intuitively, right? Because they have to first understand what calories is, mm-hmm. what protein is, how much protein they need, and, you know, the type of food that, that right. they should be eating. I remember I, uh, well, recently I just started, like, making uh, um, making rice, right. like, boil, like, right, right, right. like, in the pot. Yeah, yeah. I used to get the minute rice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I knew how many, I knew what was the macros on there already yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it would just tell you on the back. Right, right, right. I didn't, it's not that I didn't know this. I, people told me this all the time about, like, dried to cook rice. Right, right, right. So I would put... Put two cups of water and then two cups of dried. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dried and you rice. It was just two cups, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a lot. I was like, oh shit, this yeah, no yeah, rice. Yeah, yeah. One cup of dry rice it probably makes like two to three, maybe even four cups of. Yeah, cup I think rice. it was like four cups. Yeah, yeah. On so my plate, I was like, whoa, shit, there's a lot of rice here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. ate all of it, but like then I then I when I wanted to put it into my fitness pile, I was yeah, like, yeah. damn, I think this is like four cups of rice. Yeah, is. yeah. Yeah, so you learn that. See, like Mal- even Malcolm is learning. Like I was saying earlier, like you go through that process of yeah. you know trial and error. You learn stuff, and then yeah. once you learn it, then you know it for life. Like it's a skill you know for life, right? Like English, you yeah. know, language, you know for life. Once you learn it, yeah. same thing with tracking food. You know, once you learn it, you know it for life, and then you just understand it without the need of a skill, mm-hmm. right? right yeah. Like same thing. Like you, I could give another analogy. Like um, a good analogy, I guess, I give is like using a calculator right. to first. You know, solve um, simple math problems, but mm-hmm. once you learn how to once you learn how to do it, do it. You, you don't know. need the calculator anymore, you don't right? Need it anymore, yeah. Like you just go to a store or you just get like a a, a check, um, a bill at a restaurant. You kind of know how to calculate. Mm-hmm. You know what you need to pay. Right. Exactly. Right. So that's so that's the learning process that a lot of people need to go through mm-hmm. in order for them to be, I guess, successful long term right. when it comes to dieting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 took me, took me by surprise. I was happy though because I ate <laughs> five freaking two hundred grams of carbs in one sitting. All right, I didn't mind. Yeah. All right, but we'll end that podcast there. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be back with more frequent episodes now that uh, I'm done with the show. Um, if you guys have any questions or comment, uh, please feel free to leave it down below in any of the podcast application. Also, give us a review. Um, we greatly appreciate any type of reviews that we get for the podcast and yeah we'll see you guys in the next episode